Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Courtney Robertson, and I was the most notorious villain in Bachelor history. A lot has changed since then. I got married, and I'm a mom to two amazing kids. Every week, I'm going to be talking to other reality stars about what happens when the cameras stop rolling, and you have to figure out what to do after reality. Welcome to After Reality. I'm your host, Courtney Robertson. Let me wet my whistle with some iced coffee. Mm, Get in my mama veins. (sighs) Speaking of moms, today's guest is that I'm just a huge fan. I'm so excited to have a fun mom chat with her. She is incredible. I have followed her for years. If you're on social media, I'm sure you have loved her content as well. It's super relatable. It's all about the daily struggles of growing up and navigating through the adult world. Have you ever heard of big kid problems? I can completely, completely relate. Now that I'm a mom and she's a mom, we are going to talk about all things. She has over 500,000 followers and she is a podcast host of Bottle Service. Yeah, a new kind of bottle service, okay? So let's bring her in. It's Sarah Merrill Hall. Hey, girl. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm like a little bit of a fan, so don't worry. I won't be creepy. (laughs) I have followed you for years and um, I just, can you give the listeners a little backstory as to how you started Big Kid Problems and the why? Yes. And when you started, was it 2018 or no, way before that? Oh my God. So not to date myself too much, but I actually started it in college. So like back in 2011, before Instagram, like I was on Twitter first as big oh. problems. Oh, it's wow. It's been a minute. Yeah. You were tweeting. <laughs> I, was, I was tweeting. I'm like, yeah, a long, long, long time, uh, long time content creator before this was like a thing, you know, like I kind of just did it for fun. But yeah, so Big Kid Problems for anybody who doesn't know, it is primarily an Instagram account, but just, you know, a a social media platform all about like kind of growing up and not knowing how to be an adult. 
that was kind of the genesis of it. I started it again in college when I was like getting ready to join the actual adult world. And I still kind of felt like, wait, I'm like a kid trapped <laughs> in an adult's body. Like what's happening? <laughs> um, so I still feel of- that way. And I have two kids. I look around, I'm like, oh my God, they let me take them home from the hospital. <laughs> I know. I, I feel that way all the time. I'm like, somebody call an adult. Like I need, I need an actual adult supervision. And then you look around and you realize like you're the person who has to handle it. And you're like, shit. <laughs> Phone a friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, how are you doing today? How, how do we find you today? Are you rested? Are you, what's crack lacking? Rested? Girl. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I have a one-year-old, so I don't even know what that means. Um, no, we're good. We're a little, a little frazzled. I mean, I feel like that's just kind of like my general state. I've, I, I'm trying to, to do a lot of shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I see your posts, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I had half of her energy and creativity. Like, ha- I don't know how you do it all. Seriously, you have to have a You're system, sweet. right? There's got to be a system. <laughs> You know, I wish I wish that there was because it would probably make my life a lot easier. But I've just been doing I've been doing this for so long. Like I just like kind of think in terms of like jokes. Like I think in terms <laughs> of memes. And just like, you know, like I can't do basic math. Like there's things like that I can't do, but I can like, you know, make up a funny tweet every day. So that's kind of what I do. <laughs> oh, that just, I love it because I get in bed. Um, my husband does the night shift and puts them down because I usually am doing the morning shift, but long story short, I get in bed and I find myself scrolling and like your content, like, is just, it's so good. Cause so much of the stuff that I'm like putting in and like, eh, but you always brighten my day and the mom stuff is so relatable. Like I, I, that's one thing I want to do with this podcast is talk to other moms that like are going to be talking about the real reality of what it's actually like. This isn't just like a shiny highlight reel. Yeah, no, definitely not. And, (laughs) and that's kind of, that's kind of what's fun too. And, um, you know, something that I've tried to do with big kid problems is it's, it's really followed me through life. Like it followed me when I was like in my early twenties, you know, trying to get a job. It followed me like when I was in my dating era, Ooh, when I was getting married. I stories to tell, but you're a married lady now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, gosh, we could swap stories. OMG. I feel like you have like a wild streak, which I am that girl. I was going to ask you how you were as a kid. Have you always been funny? Were you mischievous? Were you like play by the rules? Because you seem like a good time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had a mischievous streak. I would say that I was funny. I don't know if any everybody else would agree with me with that. Like my family is so shocked of what I do for a living. They're like, "What? Oh, how, you tell jokes? Like, huh? Who are you?" But I thought I thought I was funny. I, and then I definitely I you know I grew up. I always wanted to like move away from home. Like that was kind of my like in second grade. I I, I grew up in South Florida, and I remember like we had some class project that was like you know, tell us your, your favorite things about Florida. And I was like, uh, how, like, how much I just, I wrote how much I wanted to like, get the hell out of there. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I like how easy it is to leave, <laughs> but I always wanted to move to New York. And then when I got to New York in my early twenties, like I went feral <laughs> <laughs> hanging from the chandelier from the chandelier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My husband, my husband, <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Brandon, my husband says, he's like, he's like, you just had to run around with your pants off New York City for a while and get it out of your system. And that's basically what it was. So oh my gosh. There's definitely, I think when you get married and you have kids, I don't know if you've experienced this, there was like a grieving of that time. But like, I can look back now. I don't know. How do you look back on those times? Were you just like the time of my life? when, you, <laughs> Or how do you feel about it? It, you're the grieving is so real. I mean, I, I call it like my little identity crisis. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's like this little postpartum identity crisis that happens because, you know, I went from like living this like fabulous, amazing New York lifestyle, traveling, like so much freedom. Both me and my husband, like, we work for ourselves and we were able to like, you know, go to Europe for two weeks and like do this. And now, you know, I woke up one day, like three months postpartum, literally in the same clothes that I'd been in for three days, like hadn't washed my hair in a week and a half, spit up, throw up and poop like on me. And like, hadn't been outside of my house for like two weeks. And I'm just like, who the fuck am I now? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This shit just got real. Yeah. Real like quick. Yeah. And there's like this moment of fear where you're like, wait, is this the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and good news is I, it's not, you know, <laughs> like, I think there's just like a period of time where you really just have to kind of like maneuver into this new role. Um, so I look back on my early, I look back on that time in New York. I'm like, God, I'm so glad I had those years and I really tore it up and like lived <laughs> to the max level. Um, and now I'm in a new phase of life. And I, I think this is like also really amazing in a totally different way. And I also like to think that like in my fifties, I'm going to be like turning over a new leaf and, you know, like also ripping and tearing. Like, yeah. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think this is it, you know? Heck yeah, <laughs> that is, uh, God, you cracked my shit up. So <laughs> do you, do you, uh, your post that you did about like, you know, after when the society, when the, when you're pregnant and they're cheering you on and then the baby comes and it's like, Woo, party's over. Um, I love that. I've watched that probably like 10 times. So <laughs> everybody go watch it if you need a good laugh. But I really experienced that. I have two kids now. Um, but you know, there's just so much you can't prepare for. Have you like, have your friendships changed? How like since the baby's cut, I mean, I'm sure everything has changed, but like everything. you have all this support, right? This is like going back to the pose while you're pregnant and everyone's like rah, rah, rah. And then the baby comes. And for me, it was like a pretty lonely time. Um, I didn't have a lot of people coming. It was also during COVID mind you, but like I still Oof. have friends, some friends, I don't want to knock everybody that haven't even met my kids. And I think that part of it was like, I was always a fun one, like happy hours, this and that. And now I'm a, I'm a mom, you know, I can't be doing all that stuff. So my friendships changed a lot. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it is a really real thing. And I think too, you know, it, it it's hard. I have a, a, a I kind of have like my two groups of friends, right? Like I have my other friends who are moms who like also have kids who get it. And right. like, once I joined that club, I, I kind of went on an apology tour. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I wasn't checking in more. Like I, this I is felt the insane. same way. Like I got to get you a gift. I didn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's so much, there's so much. And then, you know, you have your, I have my other, like my, my single girlfriends who are still going out being wild and crazy. And I know that they just don't get it. Like they don't, right. they don't, you know, if I'm not checking in with them, they're not necessarily checking in with me. And I I've been there. So I, I understand. Um, and it's just, it's, it is totally different. And I've seen my friendship shift. It, it has also showed me like 
who really cares, you know, like who is actually making an effort. Cause I do have even my single girlfriends who are like, look, we, we, we've seen you on Instagram in the same sweatpants for three days. Like, let's get you out. (laughs) Let's, <laughs> we need let's to do go a get a check. check. A yeah. check. You know, and th- those people are so important. Those people like, are so important oh, in your life. And it's like such a good recharge. I have a friend. She's just like me. We get to, we go and do like a pool day. I just need chips and guac by the pool, a drink, and just some like fun banter to just kind of recharge, you know? 100%. Yes. <laughs> but I think like even though th- those friends that like, you know, are kind of in your past life, like I I just I have grace for them and I still I try and make an effort to be like, okay, mama's coming out tonight. Like let's go out. <laughs> let's do something fun and then I don't I try not to take it personally when I don't hear from them for like 3 months, you know? Like I get it. And and that's really that's a good way to look at it. That's super helpful to me because I for a while was like a little bit resentful. You know, I found myself like posting things like on Instagram like subliminally, and you know, <laughs> it's like you want your friends to love your kids as much as you know you do, or like come meet them, whatever it may be. But I mean, it's not everybody, but it's just a different phase of life. So, um, do you have? I was wondering, do you have an all time favorite post? I mean, I know you post a lot, but do you have? anything that you're like, I'm proud of that one. Like I got a million views. Jennifer Aniston liked it. I'm sure you get celebrities liking your stuff. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like the ones that always do the best aren't necessarily my favorites. Like some of my favorite, favorite posts are the ones that I kill. (laughs) Yeah. And then it gets like less than a thousand likes. Um, those are sometimes like the really like niche ones. I, I, I love, um, God, I'm trying to think. Um, ah, yeah, it's, there's been, it's been years of this. I mean, one of my most favorites recently, which I don't think did that well, was like, (laughs) (laughs) it was just text and it just said like, um, you know, I love your humor and it was, thanks. It's a coping mechanism. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that's amazing. I loved your target one, which is like so relatable. Now I like my favorite thing to do is go to target, you know, and just load up on stuff. That one was so funny. I watched that one a bunch too. It was like, Sarah had to what go to target for toothpaste. Yeah. It was like, bye babe. I'm running to target for toothpaste. And then it was like, Sarah, did not come right back. Like she spent $500 and forgot the toothpaste. The toothpaste. Yeah. yeah. You guys got to go give her a follower. It's just, it's just a good feeling following you along. So do you ever get any like creative blocks? Oh, all the time. All the time. I actually, it's more common for me to get like that. I don't have anything. And then I get creative blocks. Oh. <laughs> like I'll go, like I'll go several days where I don't think of anything funny. And then like one day I'll wake up and I'll have like 15 ideas. And then I just like sprawl it out, like throw up on, you know, <laughs> pages and write them all down and then like try and record them or film them or post them. Like that'll give me like a week or two of content. <laughs> and then I just pray to God that it comes back. And it usually does. <laughs> that I really have a creative block with social media. And I obviously I don't have the following you do, but I like to have fun with it. It's a creative outlet, but I, I feel like I get really creative on a full moon. Like, when, <laughs> I, have you heard of that? That like when there's yes. a full moon that like, I th- do you think that's real? 
I think it might be. And I'm, they say like the crazies go out, come out on the full moon. Like there's, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's gotta be truth to it. Right. Like, yeah. Maybe it's just like, I've told myself that both my babies were born on full moon Fridays. So. <laughs> oh, interesting. I know. Well, um, so I, this segment of the show, it's going to be the hardest job in the world. Let's dive into to motherhood. I know we've been talking about it. So you have Bodhi and he was born. Yes. 4 great birthday and Thank i saw you. i picked I, it <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant and i saw he wore a helmet too my uh my son had a helmet and it was like the saddest the oh. saddest i was so sad with about the helmet and by the way he still my son still won't wear hats really no yeah he doesn't want anybody he? he's just turned three and he mm. won't he won't let anybody touch his head. So like he doesn't like stuff on his head. Because, and I don't know if that's related, but um how do you, how do you do with the helmet? Was he fighting it or he was initially, but then we're like, we just gotta do this, we gotta get through it. And how did Bodhi do? Bodhi did great. And I get I get a lot, it's so funny because I do get a lot of questions. I get a lot of frantic DMs when when moms find out that they might have to do the helmet because they know that I that I did it. And it's so, it's one of those things. I feel like when you hear that your baby might need to have a helmet, you panic and you're like, no, like I, but no, he's like my perfect child. Like, I don't want him to have to wear this thing. Like I was, I was devastated. We actually, we, yeah, we heard, we heard pretty early on, um, just for context, like my baby was a breech baby. I had to have like a scheduled C-section and I think there's like some, some, um, thought that breech babies more likely have like these head issues because like they're kind of positioned weird in the womb and so he had this weird flat spot really early on on his head but I think like five weeks out my doctor was like we're gonna keep an eye on this because he might need a helmet and when I heard that five weeks out I was like absolutely not we're gonna do everything that we have to do to make sure that this doesn't happen time time central let's go Yeah, that poor kid, like, it's like I was a drill sergeant with that. I'm like, more tummy time. (laughs) Um, And and it didn't work. Like, he still ended up needing one. And what I realized is, like, it's one of those things. One, the earlier you get them in, the better, because, like, the more malleable their head is. Mm -hmm. And, like, the earlier you do it, the shorter amount of time you have to do it. We put that helmet on him. He didn't bat an eye. Like he didn't, he really, it did not affect him at all. He was totally fine. I realized it affected us, the parents a hundred times worse. Like both Brandon and I were like upset about it, but by like day two, we're like, he doesn't care. You know, it's fine. It's fine. And then, you know, we had a minute for about seven, seven or eight weeks. Um, So it went by quickly. And and his head is so much better, you know, like you see the, you start to see the improvements like really pretty early. I think like by week two, we were starting to see that it was like moving around and we're like, okay, we did the right thing here. Yes. Um, and it's just, a, it's just a, a blip on the radar, to be honest. Oh, I think I listened to your episode talking about that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly how I felt. And I loved your episode on bottle service. We got to talk about your new uh, podcast. You had big kid problems and now you're doing bottle service. It's a new yes. kind of bottle serve service. Ooh, ooh. It is. It's a whole new ball game. Yeah. You guys um, you have to listen to it. You, I mean, I think husbands as well. I mean, you've had so many great episodes, like how can your partner help with postpartum? And I'm going to send that to my husband because everything I was like, ding, ding, ding. And like, just as simple as like, take pictures of, of me. <laughs> I want pictures. Right. 
Yes. Uh, oh. I don't know why guys like don't get this. Right. Like I take I, so many pictures, like candids, like sneaky shots of my husband. And then they, they look amazing. I have none. And I ask him to take a photo of me and I look like a troll. <laughs> yeah. It's so frustrating. Honestly, uh, you know what I found that helps to be honest, some of my, some of my now most favorite photos and videos I have with my son, I take myself. I set them up. I have my little tripod or I set it up on my counter and I do a self timer or I just shoot a video of me and him like playing. And then I can take like stills from that, that video. I I have given up on relying on my husband because he just sucks at this. That's same. And I'm like, I like, and I kind of get embarrassed and I'm like, can you take a photo of me? You know, because my husband's just like a very normal guy. Like he doesn't really do a ton on Instagram, but I just want, I just want them, like you said, to like have to look at. So I highly recommend listening to bottle service. Have you been enjoying it? I mean, you had the Bravo star on, which by the way, I'm not a Bravo girl, but I need to start watching. I know you're a big Bravo fan. Uh, honestly, since having this baby, I have become like a TV like <laughs> connoisseur. Is it <laughs> anytime? Any- yeah, anytime anyone's like, "Oh, have you seen this new show?" I'm like, "Hit me!" Like I've <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. I've deep dived it. I'm live tweeting it. You know, like. I, I'm a, I'm big. I love Bravo, but yes, bottle service. Yeah, let's go back to bottle. Sorry, I'm I'm new here. Yeah, no. Um, bottle service. I I'm really happy I did this. This was kind of like a a a, a weird idea I had. Um, because my account my account big kid problems. It's a lot of like growing up. It's a lot of work relationships. Um, you know, finances. Like a lot of the I kind of think of big kid problems as like you know this whole encompassing idea of growing up. And when I motherhood and and getting pregnant and all of that is is one aspect of that and it it is such a big part of life i knew i was like i don't want to just dedicate my entire account to just pregnancy and motherhood but i could you know like i i know that i i need a place where i could talk about a lot of this stuff so i just decided to create a new podcast and have a completely separate platform where i could just like really dive into all things motherhood and pregnancy. So before I got pregnant, me and my husband started trying and I I had the idea of doing this podcast and I'm like the day that I find out I'm pregnant, I want to start recording. Like I want to I want to start doing this and I decided I'm going to do a weekly podcast. I'm going to talk about you know what's happening with our bodies at that week, what's happening with our babies at that week. Um kind of give that information that I I I loved, like when I was pregnant, I loved, you know, getting that email. I think I followed the bump and got like an email every week of like the size of my baby. And I like, (laughs) I I loved following that. So I wanted to do that, but then also make it funny. Also talk about like my experience in that week. So that's what I did. I kind of set out to make this, this pregnancy podcast that was just going to do every week of pregnancy. And thank you. Um, it, I didn't realize when I started it how hard it would be to do that because I got so sick and there were some weeks that I would be like literally recording from the floor of my bathroom. Talk about (laughs) a creative block right there. (laughs) Seriously. Um, But I think it resonated with a lot of people listening to it because they're like, oh, like 
I'm in it with you, you know, and, and it's fun because I, I think that's one of the things that happen during pregnancy is you go through it alone. You go through week by week and, you know, unless you have a friend that's pregnant at the exact same time you are, you're really going through these, these major life and body changes by yourself. So it's kind of fun to go through it with a friend, I, I say, or like go through it with another person. And, and it really resonated with people. I was kind of shocked that, um, that it, it, it kind of took off. And so after pregnancy, I was like, you know what, I got to keep these good vibes going and, and extended it into a postpartum season, which is what I'm doing now. I'm kind of doing a lot of episodes around postpartum and what it's like actually being a new mom, which I think people need to hear more about. It's because it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Well, Sarah, praise be, because let me tell you, I listened to your um, episode on birth trauma and my mm. mind was blown. I just was like, oh my gosh. It's like, and not only is your podcast humorous and, uh, you know, funny and, but it's very educational. Like, I feel like your guests that you're having on and the research that you do, it's like very like, you know, there's some facts back behind it. So, which is always nice. But, um, so I dealt with postpartum anxiety with my son a little bit, but with my daughter, I, it was on full tilt. I was like, what is happening? Like it was, it was really bad. So, but listening to your birth trauma one really, I, I took so much away from that. That really helped. And I wanted to ask you, obviously you've talked about it on your podcast, but for our, my, uh, listeners, did you experience postpartum anxiety? A little bit. So I actually, I, I experienced more prenatal anxiety, which was something I had never even heard of. Like, I I think everybody's kind of heard of postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. I had, they call it perinatal um, depression. I never heard of it. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, there's so many things. I'm like, nobody tells you. And it's, it's basically postpartum depression, but while you're pregnant. And, um, I had that pretty bad. So my entire pregnancy, I was like depressed, anxious, like the lowest I've ever been was my entire pregnancy. And literally the day I gave birth, it lifted. It was really strange. So I, I still, I think, you know, when you're in postpartum, there's, there's just so much change and you're, you're alert, there's a learning curve and you have this new human to protect. Naturally, there's going to be a level of anxiety and a level of worry of course. Like, I think that that's really par for the course, but I sense that there, there was still a big shift for me from the, the, the prenatal depression I had versus the anxiety afterwards were two totally different things. Like we are in two totally different worlds. Um, so I think there's a level of anxiety everybody's going to face postpartum. Maybe that's but, just um, like part of being a new mom. Right. But like, for me, it was like, I had experienced anxiety throughout the years on and off. And I tried, I had a life coach. I I did there, you know, to, to manage it. Like, you know, I had anxiety, uh, what is it? Xanax. If I needed to crack the glass, you know, if I like got full, bore panicky, but, um, yeah, it was just a different kind of anxiety. Like it was like racing thoughts and like fear of the baby. Like the first time we went on vacation and left the baby, I was like, we need a will. Like who's going to take them <laughs> if the plane goes down? It was like, oh my gosh, I, this is cr- like crazy racing thoughts really for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is definitely a real thing. And the hormones totally, uh, play a factor in all of this too. And I think uh, you mentioned the, like being nervous, the plane going down, uh, something I noticed. And I feel like I've talked to so many new moms that we all feel this 
we, I would just think of every worst case scenario. Like I see yes. danger, even to this day, I see danger everywhere. <laughs> what <laughs> is that? The same. I like ran inside to get my sunglasses and my son was laying on a blanket and I was like, what if a coyote jumps the fence and grabs him? <laughs> oh my God. Like I got to get back out there. Like, I'm like, who am I? That's just maybe because like your heart's walking outside of your chest. That's what my sister always says. Like when you have kids, that's kind of what it feels like. Uh, totally. And I think it's, it's it's like you're in this role where you ha- you want to you have to protect this person. So, yeah, I think your mind just goes to all these places and you're a lot more diligent and you're thinking of every anything that could go wrong because you care and you want to protect them. <laughs> How about showering? Like- have you showered when Bodie's like napping? Like, have you had any, for me in the shower, I was like, oh my God, what if I fall in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> the whole showering thing postpartum is so crazy because I remember feeling such guilt taking a shower. Like I remember having to ask permission to take a shower. I totally you know, get like, that. Yeah. Like I, I remember having, and, and it's so annoying because I feel like my husband did not have that at all where I, I felt the need to be like, I needed to make sure there was a plan in place and mm-hmm. childcare available for when I needed to take a four minute shower. And my husband will like, you know, go play 18 rounds of golf, uh, holes of golf for six hours and like, does not worry about that at all. He's like, no, Oh, you're no good. Guilt. Guilt. This. <laughs> no guilt have- at all. No, no mom guilt there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the showering, the showering thing is real. Um, now I, I feel like the first few months, I, everything that I try to do for myself, I felt guilty. And then once you kind of get over that hump and you realize how freaking crucial it is, like even just like going out for like an hour workout class, when I started doing that, I was like, Whoa, I feel like a new person. Same. And so, yeah, even yeah. if I can walk for my doctor's like, Courtney, you need to walk for like 30 minutes a day. That's it. Like just anything, 30 minutes, just do it. I can't even get to yoga though. Still, I need to get back into yoga big time. I miss that. Um, now that I got childcare, which by the way, total game changer, uh, <laughs> my kids are going to preschool three days a week and it's just been amazing. I have way more time, um, to, to get shit done. Like you said, so Oh, you're giving me hope. Like I, I look forward to that day that like I can, my kids go somewhere <laughs> and it's just like absolute freedom. I, I did, I have a babysitter now, which is also huge and amazing, but just for like a couple hours, a couple of days a week, but like I'm here. So if I, you know, if I cut across the kitchen to get a glass of water and he sees me and he wants mom, you know? Oh, and then it, it, like uh, once he starts talking, is he talking yet? No, not yet. He's I forget. A, he, he, he just babbles. won, right? I saw he your just birthday party. It looked awesome. Listen to the episode where she gives birthday advice, which by the way, <laughs> I was like, you go girl. How did you do a balloon art? Did you really do that? I'm like, I did the same thing for my son's first birthday. And I watched like one YouTube video and I was like, there's no way. Uh, yeah. No, no. I can't. I do don't know. Balloon. I don't know what came over me because like, I am not somebody who is into any of that shit. Like <laughs> I'm not a, di- I'm not a DIY girly. I am like a, order and deliver to my front door type situation. And like, I just Martha Stewart and body, like I, I was Martha Stewart. I like fucking designed a balloon arch. I went nuts and created this insane first birthday. That was (laughs) maybe, maybe I was like putting in, maybe there's childhood trauma back there that I haven't like dealt with, (laughs) but I was like, I'm going to create the most immaculate birthday that I can for this kid who literally can't say mama yet. 
So, <laughs> but the pictures are awesome. You'll be so glad you have them. It looked It was awesome. for me. Let's be real. I, I had a great time. I had so yeah. much fun at that birthday party. <laughs> we were Hell serving, yeah. we were serving ranch waters. It was like a, the theme was um, my first rodeo and like we had tequila shot. We had all kinds of things. It was a, it was a party basically for us surviving the first year. <laughs> I love it. So ranch water, I don't know what that is, but I know you live in Nashville, right? You don't know what a ranch water is? What the hell is a ranch water, girl? Okay, for anybody listening who doesn't know what a ranch water is, let me change your life. (laughs) I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Is just tequila... A Topo Chico, like a sparkling water and lime it's called the ranch water. And it's delightful. Uh, I might have that tonight, you know? Yeah, that it's sounds... clean. Is that your go-to drink? Are you a wine drinker or do you like, what's your go-to? Like, let's party. Let's get the vibes up. To get the vibes up, it's ranch waters all day. Um, <laughs> yeah, a couple of those. Your girl is is back to swinging on some chandeliers. Um <laughs> Yeah, I enjoy that. And I feel like it's like my whole deal now is I'm like, how can I minimize my hangover the next day? Because ain't nobody got time for that. So, (laughs) you know, no sugar, no, no juices. Like I try and just keep it clean. So the ranch water helps with that. But I, you know, I, I enjoy a glass of wine. My husband co-founded a wine brand. So get out of here. I'm a big wine gal. So I need to get get you a bottle. Do they sell it here in Phoenix? I'll hook. No, I'll go buy it. Is it? It is called One Hope and um, they sell online so you can get it anywhere. Uh, But what's cool is every bottle that you order gives back to a different cause. So you you think you're enjoying a glass of wine, but you know what? You're actually providing, you know, meals for a family in need. So I always, whenever I'm drinking a glass of wine, I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this for the kids. You know, like I'm I'm, I'm being a philanthropist right now. I love that. I'm going to, you guys, I'm going to order it right now. So I'm glad you, you put that in there, but I'm going to try some ranch water. I definitely feel that sounds amazing. Have you, have you experienced a hangover yet with Bodhi? Oh (laughs) my God. (laughs) I'm glad you're bringing this up because my first hangover as a mom was maybe 
like one of the top five worst experiences of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. There's actually no, there's actually nothing worse than being hungover with a baby. You know, because they it's horrible. horrible, terrible idea. Zero stars. Do not recommend because they need they they are waking up. You know, at six six thirty six forty five. Like they're they're going about their lives, and yep. you just have to get up and and perform and be on. And it is. I don't wish it on my worst enemy, to be honest. Uh, you know what? I might, but <laughs> I, <laughs> when I went, to, I threw my husband's 40th birthday party in Palm Springs. It was epic, but I hadn't, I just had the baby and we brought him. And so I wanted, I just like did the whole day and night because I wanted him to have the best time. I woke up the next day. I was sick. Actually, I, I rarely get sick. And oh. I was, I, it was like death upon death upon her, but uh, I, I saw you do that morning recovery. I just bought some. So I, I've heard that really helps a lot. I like won't drink without it to be okay. honest. <laughs> drink responsibly. People. Drink responsibly. Yeah. Make sure you get those electrolytes in, like do what you need to do. Anything that even if it helps like 5% to me, that 5% is, is oh, crucial. <laughs> especially when it's late in the day and the kids are melting down and blowing out blowouts and, uh, Oh my gosh. Well, um, any mommy, uh, I wanted to ask you, do you have any mommy pet peeves? Uh, like, Oh my gosh. I know. Like when you were pregnant, like the unsolicited advice is like nauseating for me, but like really irks me. Um, yes. And like now you're doing play dates. You're probably at the age where you're doing play dates, which to me are a bit daunting, but (laughs) Yeah, we're luckily like we're not at play date phase yet because like I haven't made any new mom friends. <laughs> you got one in me. You got one. Okay, that's great. Like I I did I enrolled in um like a class that we go to once a week where like the idea was, you know, I'm gonna bring him and he can socialize and like I can socialize with the new moms and like you know, we'll get out of the house. And um we both are kind of like over it. <laughs> Can you get like, your money back? Is this like a paid in full? Yeah, no, I've tried and they like won't let me free. And at Can you this blame point COVID? Been... Like oh, we all have COVID for life. We're not coming back. Oh, that's genius. Yeah, no, I need to do that. I need, I'm going to try COVID next because I just don't want to go. In the last few times that I've even brought him, he's like just running towards the door and like looking at me like these, pe- these aren't our people. Like, let's go. I'm like, I know, but we got to like try. And um, yeah, the mommy and me groups, I just, it can be, it can be. You know, it's weird. It's just, it's just not for everyone. And unless <laughs> no. you like, I, it's hard to find people you mesh with. Um, one of the, my other pet peeves though, is just like mom guilt, you know, like I, I experienced this. I didn't even know this was a thing because at least in my experience doing the pregnancy podcast and, and having bottle service, I have met so many amazing women and people in my DMS that are so encouraging, giving yeah. me like great advice or, you know, talking me off the ledge or like I've experienced this before when I am just a new mom out in the world, I've experienced other things where like getting shamed by moms, which is just like, what? Like, Who I, are I had, you? <laughs> yeah. Like what? I had a situation where, um, I had a lot of trouble breastfeeding. Like I, Same. you know, we had, yeah, we had, a, and I've heard also, you know, when you have a C-section, I didn't actually go into labor, 
So I had a scheduled C-section because my baby was breached and I, and I never going into labor, like my milk supply just like did not really come in. And we tried so many things. I met with four different lactation consultants. You know, we tried, so I, I, I took home with me like a hospital grade pump and was trying to pump at home and just nothing was working. And I ended up having to switch to bottle feeding, like, you know, six days after coming home from the hospital, which is a whole other story. Like I, I felt so guilty. I felt, you know, a lot of shame around that, not giving my baby the best possible, you know, nutrition from my body. And I felt terrible. And then on top of it, like going out in the world and, and I, I would be out, you know, and I remember being out in a park when my son was three weeks old and I was feeding him from a bottle. And one of the new moms was like, he looks really young to be drinking from a bottle. She's like, that's breast milk. Right. I'm like, no, it's formula. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're like, and you're trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get out. I'm also going to, I'm also going to split this cigarette with him later on. Like, you know, like <laughs> Just what? burn a heater. <laughs> yeah. so I can't believe that's a perfect response by the way and that would just make me see red because so I had a, a bad experience in the hospital they've you know they really pushed the breastfeeding on you and mm-hmm. I had a bad experience like right when he came out I wanted my husband to hold the baby and do skin on skin and they're like no and they're like shoving my son on me I guess I have very flat nipples so there was like a whole thing um I tried it didn't work but I, I think that's a really good, it's a pet peeve that I probably haven't even admitted. Like you get a lot of shame about bottle feeding the formula, which by yeah. the way, we got my son, the Cadillac of formulas. <laughs> it was not cheap. And he's like in the 99 percentile. So he's fine. But I, I definitely experienced that with people like, oh, you're not breastfeeding. I mean, my sister is still breastfeeding and she has a almost three-year-old. Oh, I mean, wow. It, it, yeah. It, and it's to each their own. Everybody's so different. Everybody is so different. Everyone's so different. And you never know like what somebody's going through or what's happening in their body. So it's like, yeah, however you feed your baby is your choice. And like everybody needs to lay off. <laughs> right. Back up. Well, <laughs> my this is my fun segment. Uh, I My new segment is Mommy Meltdowns. And uh-huh. has there ever been a time where you had burnout and you just lost your shit on somebody? Because I have. Or <laughs> I've just started crying <laughs> out of nowhere like today because like yeah <laughs> of course when when's your last mommy meltdown I have to think of like a recent one I it happens all the time okay so it's I live in Arizona in the summer it's like 113 and it's hotter than Hades and this was during COVID my son has had a ton of ear infections and it's been so sad um, but he actually had RSV. I don't know if your son has mm. experienced, which is really bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's like this, like horrible cough and during COVID time. So anyway, I go to the grocery store. I have no childcare dialed in. And I'm like, I need Tylenol. I need medicine. And he's just hot mess express. And I, so I get the medicine, I get him to the car and I'm, you know, I didn't even have a stroller. I just put him in the thing. Anyway, so he's melting down. I have to karate chop him to get him in the car seat, which by the way, that's a good tip. Your son's melting <laughs> down and they like arch their back. You know, you kind of have to like <clears throat> karate chop them in. <laughs> and so I'm walking the cart back to like the store, like where I parked to like where the store is, is so far. And I just put it at the end of the parking. And so I'm walking back to the car because it's so hot. I haven't, I don't have the car on. It's like 113. The seatbelt buckles will burn you here. And I'm walking, I start the car, he's still melting down. And I, but I see this guy like visibly talking shit to me, like yelling at me. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, why? I should have just let it go, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. 
And he's like saying things to me. So I roll up and I roll the window down. I'm like, what's the problem? What What's your problem? And he's like, you didn't put your shopping cart back to the front of the store. And I was like, I, apparently that's a real thing for people. I go, my kid is in the back melting down. I came here for medicine. I go, do you want to come home and help me take care of him? Yes. Yeah. Get him. Get him. Can you imagine though? Like, why did I roll the window down? I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be like, hopefully there's not cameras. Like I like literally was like, what's your problem? Why are you yelling? Did at he me? work there? No, he did was he loading his groceries. I'm like, I have a sick kid in the back of my car. And he goes, yeah, he said, oh, are you just going to let people, you know, clean up after you or something like that? I was like, oh, but anyway, Uh. that was my mommy meltdown. And then I had one where um, I had just burnout out in like early days with my husband and we had our first fight postpartum, which I really think that sleep torture is a real, it's a real thing. Um, (laughs) And we had a fight and we laugh about it now. And he just, I was like, you're not like responding to this well, like you don't have a good, like, you're not good at staying relaxed. And he's like, well, I don't think you do a good job of thinking. (laughs) I was mad at him for two days. Uh, I don't know if I told that properly. There was other things that were in play, but I I didn't talk to him for two days or I did, but he's like, if I knew that that comment was going to make you this mad, I wouldn't have said it. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think, man? (laughs) I'm like, you don't do a good job of staying calm. He's like, well, you don't do a good job of thinking. Yeah, it's called mom brain and it's a real thing. Well, it's you know what happened? The true story is we got married and my social security card came. And I think the name change was a big deal for him. And he kept saying, have you signed it? Have you signed it? I'm going to put it in the safe. So and I'm like, oh, it's not even on my radar. It's like five o'clock in the morning. So I go to sign it and I sign my maiden name. I go, oh, I signed my maiden name. <laughs> and I could just, <laughs> that is a stupid thing to do. I go, I don't think I've had enough coffee yet. He goes, Courtney, I don't think that's a coffee thing. I mean if it makes you feel any better like (laughs) I have so many instances of mom brain like I don't remember anything like my uh, my husband says he tells me things all the time I'm like you're if it's not written down it didn't happen like I have no recall I do dumb shit all the time I just like uh, this actually this was like a couple months ago I put um dish soap Cause it says like it's to wash dishes, like in the, in the dishwasher, like our entire kitchen exploded. Oh, and that that's seems like totally I normal. Yeah. I didn't even bat an eye. I was like, classic Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you documented that. That's so funny. Sarah. Oh I my think God. So. How does your it's husband real. respond to that? Is he like, does he laugh it off or is he like, he shakes he, he shakes his head because at this point he it, it, he's used to it and <laughs> and from what I've heard is because I've talked about mom brain on my podcast before I'm like guys is this normal and the overwhelming response that I've heard from like seasoned moms is like yes and it doesn't go away <laughs> like those brain cells are gone baby girl like they are gone <laughs> oh well that I needed to hear that because sometimes I just feel like such a stupid head and I'm like give me more iced coffee. I just, you know, especially with podcasting and Sarah, you have just been a delight and where can people find your podcast? I think we covered everything. I wanted to ask you about Nashville. We did that. Do you know Caitlin Bristow? I don't know if you watched the bachelor, but I don't know her personally. Um, but I'm I like, did is it that I, small of a town. I know like Kristen Cavallari I, lives there. It, no, if you're friends with her though, tell her let's hang out. Cause I need more, I need more cool friends. Yeah. I, I I'm actually with her. I actually have a couple bachelor. I had a really good um, friend of mine who was on The Bachelor who just moved from Nashville. Who? Um, Kelsey Weir. Oh no way! 
Yeah, did- Kelsey, she, she was my little walking buddy. We did we did walks around the neighborhood together. She I love her. I love her so much. And she oh. just moved to Greece. Didn't she get engaged? I don't think they're engaged yet. I'm, I, I thought I saw something. Oh, really? Okay. I also, maybe I need to check, but, um, but maybe I, I mean, that's I, fake I'm news. Sure, yeah, I'm sure it's on the horizon and um, I haven't seen it, but now I need to go check and look immediately. If it hasn't happened yet, it's definitely probably happening. You soon. should hang out with Caitlin Bristol. She seems like a lot of fun. I've only met her like once, but she has her podcast uh, off the vine. She just launched her wine in Costco. She's like killing it. Oh, that's um, amazing. I, I think you would have a lot of fun with her. And by the way, I'm going to go find one hope I can buy online. So yes, ah, yes yeah, yeah, I need to send you a bottle. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'll buy it. I got to support the brand. And I wanted to say, I really think, I don't know if you've written a book, but I really, you know, I wrote a book about my time on The Bachelor and I really think that you should do it if you haven't already. <sighs> Thank you. I, I actually like I, that is on my like list of life goals. I'm so impressed you're able to do it. It is not an easy task. Like every time I go to sit down and like write things down, my mind goes completely blank and to mush. I'm telling you, New York Times bestseller, call me. I'll help you. I've got, I had an agent and I I actually had a co-author and she helped me streamline the process. And I was happy with every word on each page, but no, I mean, you have such a, a fun story to tell. And I really think that like, it's a different plot. It's a different form of creativity, right? But totally. um, I really would love to see that for you. Okay. We're going to have to talk offline because yeah, I'm very, we'll very talk. interested. No, I really think you should do it. Like right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to go get some ranch water tonight. My husband's going to be like, why are you swinging from the chandelier, Courtney? I'm like, Sarah <laughs> yeah. told me about this Nashville ranch water. Yeah. Be careful. They are dangerous. Uh-oh, they are dangerous. They the get the blood. job done. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. Definitely get some ranch water. And then anybody who's listening, come find me on Instagram at Big Kid Problems for daily giggles. Um, I'm just posting up jokes every day. And then if you want to deep dive into motherhood with me, find me at Bottle Service with it's called Bottle Service with Big Kid Problems. I think there's a couple podcasts out there just called Bottle Service. No, Bottle Service with Big Kid Problems. Wherever you get your podcasts, come hang out. Yay. Thank you so much, Sarah. It has been a pleasure having you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me. All right. That's our show. Thank you for tuning in. And a huge thanks to Sarah Merrill Hall. Go give her a follow at Big Kid Problems if you want to laugh your ass off and check out her podcast, Bottle Service. It's super relatable. Hope to have her back sometime. She is awesome. I would love to go out and have a drink with her. Until next time, I'm your host, Courtney Robertson, and this is After Reality. 